Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Get back to your calls here. Sal Licata on the fan. Mets lose yet again. Season over before July. Who would have ever thought that that would be the case this year? Yankees continue to play some solid baseball, even in the year where it's been frustrating, up and down, it seems. You know, the Yankees still well over 500 and look like they're headed in the right direction. Now, how healthy can they get here? We're going to find out. And you know that's going to be imperative moving on here in the second half of the season with their goals to get to and win a World Series, you know, they need guys back, especially Judge. So until then, though, they need these guys to get the job done. And at least, you know, for the last couple of weeks, they've done it. 877-337-6666. John is calling from Port Jeff Station. What's up, John? Hey, how you doing? Good, John. How are you? Good, good. The last couple of months, it's been great to uh, get on the show. You know, I'm not a I've tried to be regular, but it's hard to get into my hours and stuff. But I want to say congratulations on your new stint. Uh, Thank I believe you. you're going to be great station moving on. I'm glad for you and your family. It's a really, it's a good thing for you. It's a great uh, position to be in for you and your family. Thank you, I'm John. I, I appreciate that very much. Obviously, we're joking around a little bit about uh, exiting the overnights. But, yes, I'm happy for what will be the greatest opportunity of my career. Yeah, well, you got it. And you deserve it more than anybody. I appreciate it. Uh, Go on. I was just talking about, you know, thinking about the, the GMs for the, the both teams. You know, Steve uh, Cohen for the Mets, I think he played like a Terry uh, Collins when he had to keep Matt Harvey in for that last inning. And, and I think, you know, Steve Cohen played to the fans as far as trying to buy people and get people in and, and move the Mets along in the last couple of years. And I think that kind of backfired. And you can see that now. And, you know, I'm not a Mets fan. I'm a Yankee fan, but I'd like to see them do well and see the New York teams do well. And, I, and unfortunately for them, it's not going anywhere this year. But, you know, I look back and, and, and the Yankee fans complaining about, you know, uh, with Brian Cashman, no, we made this move and that move. I'm satisfied, not to make the World Series, I'm not satisfied about that with the Yankees, but they've been in the hunt every year for the players for how many years, and I'm happy with that. At least I can watch a game, I can go to Yankee Stadium right. and say to myself, hey, you know, I'm watching a game that they can win. The Mets fans don't have that luxury of going there and say, hey, maybe we might win one time. You know, and as you see the series with the Yankees here, they're beating the teams they have to, and they beat Texas, which who would have thought two out of three? So my thought on the GMs, too, is the Mets have one every other year, and the Yankees, they stay with Brian Cashman, and they make it every year. So there's a big difference there in the ownership taking care of who they need to keep and not keep. Well, that's why we thought, and thank you for the call, John, and for the kind words. That's why we thought 
last year was going to be the beginning of a sustained run. I'm not talking about a dynasty. I'm not talking about winning World Series, although I do think that that's realistic to expect now with the Mets, with their payroll, with the way that Steve Cohen is investing not just at the big league team, but also throughout the course or, or, or throughout the levels of the organization, the minors and all that stuff, building the farm system back up. So they do need some continuity. They're trying to hire a president. You heard We knew that that was the case anyway. You heard Cohen say it the other day that they're still trying to hire a president of baseball operations. Like, that's a big deal. So he needs to find that guy. And then from there, maybe there's better structure. And look, I, I do think, I, I stand by this, I do think Billy uh, Epler was the right hire at this time. The perfect fit, a guy who's got experience in New York, Worked under Steinbrenner with Cashman all those years. Who's better to you know know this market and know what this town is all about than than a guy who's experienced it like Billy Epler? He was a general manager, although it didn't go very well with the Angels. Still having the general manager uh, general manager experience, I think that that's something that would have been appealing to me too. So I stand by the hire of Billy Epler. I like that for the Mets. Now he's got to prove himself. He's had one good year, one lousy year. We're going to see what he could do as far as being a seller. We're going to see what he could do next year. I wouldn't wouldn't anticipate changes with at least Billy Epler. Buck may be a different story at the end of the year. Billy Epler, I don't think he's going anywhere, nor do I think he should, because to your point, you need to have some kind of consistency. Mickey the Gravedigger calling from the Bronx. What's up, Mickey? Yo, Mickey, uh, I mean, hold on one second. Um, three, two, five to, uh, to fetch. Uh, give me three seconds, five minutes on this. Hey, sorry, sorry. I had no, to jump I'll out of the bus. Yeah, it's all right. I'll put you on hold. You want to call? No, no, don't put me out. I just had to get out of the ambulance. What's okay. up, man? How are you? Yeah, what's going on, my brother? I had to call in on the last night, brother. It, it just worked out somehow that I was working and you are, man. It, it, I mean, it, it's like, it, it was like uh, heaven sent, my man. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I'm going to be here, or I was here. No, 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 but you know now. what? It's, it's not going to be the same, like we talked about. Today. I'm not. We're not going to have these conversations. We're not going to have these one-on-ones. It's, it's, they're over. Not that I'm not going to see you, because I know I'll see you before I leave in January. But what I'm saying is, is, is that these conversations and the conversations you have with everybody else, you know, they're over, you know? It is a different. No, you're right. It is a different show during the midday. I'd be lying if I said otherwise. There's not going to be the five minute back and forth with me and a caller. It's just not. That's just not how it works. Yeah, and I, I, I and and tell and what I'm doing here is is, is, is I'm calling in to uh, to to appreciate to to to, uh, to to thank you to thank you for everything you've done for me to thank you for everything you've helped me through through this last year everything you've helped probably through not just me through a million people so you're the best person on this radio station and i am the happiest out of like i in a, in a long time and you and you know my whole story we've had a long mm-hmm. talk i am like honestly i haven't been this happy right and it's not even for me i haven't been this happy in my in in the last year right than i am now that my man sal Licata, finally got the break that he deserves the radio figured out that he needs to be on middays and everybody realized that this guy doesn't need to not be heard by you know thirty thousand people well i mean I, I, I think it was just by a million uh, i think That's, it was just i don't know if it was all that and i appreciate what you're saying mickey but i think it was just that craig got uh, uh, an offer that 
he accepted. And it's great for him and his family, as you heard him talk about. So congratulations to him. And yeah, that and, opened and up a spot. So I, mean, I, got, I got lucky in that regard. And you did. But they but remember in the past when everybody left, they would change, you know, and this time they didn't. They kept everybody in-house, which was way different. they never done that before. Well, I think that's and one that's of the things I'm, I'm most proud of about this station. I talked about that before. The thing that's exciting is hiring from within. I just think it's a very healthy way to operate. But anyway, yeah. and, I, you know, I appreciate one thing it. I I'm excited. And, and, and so am I. And I'm so excited. And, and, and um, you know, your fleas and Hall Pro, I just want to give you guys a shout-out. Thank you for always, you know, you know, putting me through. Thank you for always being on the other side of the, the radio. I'm going to miss talking to you guys and hearing to you guys. I know you guys will fill in, but this show does not – this Salicata show does not go on without you two behind the glass. And, well, and I want to give you guys your shout-out, too. Well, thank you, and, Mickey, for uh, that. Are they all – well, you got something else you want to say? Yeah, and, and, you know, this morning, so when I went to the show, I, I got all my pictures, uh, you know, taken with all the guys, right? And I went to this morning, like, after work. I, I worked at midnight, and I'm working at midnight tonight again. Uh, I mean, a 24-hour. And I, and I went to the radio station, and I printed out, and I went, and I got, like, frosted pictures and stuff. And I had one picture, and, and you know me and Craig, and you know the story behind me and Craig. And I had, like, 30 minutes left to wait for Craig. And the security guards kicked me out of there. Yeah, well, I don't. I wouldn't condone. And thank you for the call, Mickey. I appreciate you checking in. I wouldn't condone uh, hanging out in front of the studios all day. Uh, I mean, I don't know what the rules are with that, but anyway, we do appreciate your support. I know you're a huge fan of the fan, and you know we we appreciate that very much. And thank you for all the kind words that you said, and we appreciate you listening. Antonio is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Antonio? Hey, how you doing? How's everything going, man? Good. How are you, Antonio? Good, good, man. Good. Uh, first of all, I want look. Everybody's saying the same thing. I, I want to wish you the best in your new uh, time slot. I, I, look, I'm sure. Look, I have no doubt you'll do well because you're talented. I mean, you basically can talk about any sport. You're like the Bo Jackson of uh, hmm. sports hosts, basically, to me. Hmm. Like, uh, very few people can talk about. Look, 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 can talk hockey. A lot of people cannot talk hockey. You can. Uh, and uh, trust me, a lot of people can't. So, and of course, basketball, uh, baseball, football. I mean, I don't know about your hockey. I mean, uh, assuming golf and uh, soccer and tennis, but I know that those sports, I heard you talk and you know what you're talking about. So, so, and also look, you're already successful. You you have your own show on, you know, on SNY, you, you do commentary there. So isn't, I mean, it's just, I'm not, you're taking it to another level. That's what well, you're doing. I mean, look, yeah. I I appreciate that. But you're right. I felt like I've made the big leagues when I got hired to do the overnight show full time. That meant the world to me. So this is just another opportunity that is going to be on in, in a day part, which is uh, still hard to comprehend, to be honest with you. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very excited for this new opportunity. I do appreciate the kind words, Antonio. Cool, cool. Uh, really, two real quick things here. I want to talk about Marte, and but real quick, do you know who uh, Ezequiel Duran is? You know who that who that who, who that is? No. Ezequiel Duran. He's a he's a 24 year old, uh, I think infielder. He play he plays with the Texas Rangers. He was traded for Joey Gallo. Okay. Right? He's 24 years old. Like I said, he's hitting 322. The Yankees traded him for run. Gallo. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Traded him for guy. He was in the Yankee system, mm -hmm. and now he's like again. He's like tearing it up uh, with the with the you know with the well, Rangers. That's not good. Uh, exactly. See, so that's that's why the Mets need to avoid doing things like that. That's why at this point, like you said, the season is over. And I want to get to Marte because uh, I think 
Look, he has a, he has had 81 games to show basically that he's back or that he's close to what he was last year. And he has, to me, he hasn't done it. And this is my main point about him is that, see, he has, he's a very, you can tell he's a very proud person. You can tell by the way he walks, he's very confident. Like, like the way he walks to the plate, he seems like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm the guy. And, and so what happens when he's performing like he's performing now, his demeanor makes it seem like, like makes it seem like he doesn't care. You know, and I think that's going to be worse for the Mets if they continue on um, with this season, you know, you know, like the way it's going. So I, I think, you know, they, like you said, I think they need to get rid of him, either release him, which they're not going to do, but or trade him. doesn't matter what team, like you need to trade him. And then the other thing is this, is that, you know, uh, Scherzer, look, uh, I know that, you know, that he's been pitching better, but you cannot give up a home run to Victor Caratini. I mean, are you kidding me? Well, he's been, you know, he's uh, owned Scherzer. So that's a guy that's had... For whatever reason, Scherzer's number. Matter of fact, he's had the he's on the Mets. This guy. I mean, it's just unbelievable. It doesn't matter. Yeah, who. But he's not a good hitter. Man. Oh, I mean, he is against Max Scherzer. Figure, he owns him. But you have to figure him out. Look, you have to say, look, this guy. He's not going to beat us. Let's basically figure out his weaknesses. And look, to me, that's no that's no excuse for that. And I, I think you'll the, the look the, the Mets. Obviously, the 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 year is over. But I think that they need to basically. Bring up Mauricio uh, and look. Well, they if, will. If Here's what's McNeil... going to happen. Here's what's going to happen, Antonio. They will make the decision to be sellers. Whatever pieces they can sell, they will without going nuts, you know, and doing something stupid. They're not going to do that. Whatever piece they can sell, they will. And then they will make room for Mauricio and Vientos. They have to. I mean, this because this has now become a a year where they're going to be seeing what the youngsters can do. I mean, there's no reason not to try to develop them and give them some some run here at the major league level in an otherwise lost season. As I, look, what, uh, the last thing is this. Look, what they could do right now, I think they should basically just put Canna uh, in right field and look and sit uh, McNeil and Pookie Yorme. At least Yorme gives you better defense at the end of the day. And I think for now, at least, look, what Buck has to do, he has to say this. Look, if you perform, you play. You don't perform, you don't play. I don't care who you are. You're Alonzo. If you're McNeil, if, I, I don't care who you are. If you don't perform, you don't play. Yeah, but what That's happens, what he has to do at this point. What happens, and thank you for the call, Antonio, what happens if nobody performs, which is very likely? And also you get into a spot with that where what does that mean? So a guy has a hot game or, you know, two games. He has a hot week, and you're just going give him, to give him run for how long? What if he then has a cold game or goes quiet for a day or two? Then do you, do you take him out? So it can't just be, oh, you're playing whoever's hot. You got to get guys hot, and to do that, you have to play them. Now, if it's a prolonged stretch and the guy's not getting the job done, sure. But really, at this point, it doesn't matter. I'd get Vogel back out of here. I would look to trade McNeil. I would look to trade Marte. I'm looking to dump Adovino, Robertson, Drew Smith, all of them. Because I don't think they're any good. And I don't think they can be a part of the winning team next year, which is the idea that you're trying to build. A winning team. Taco Frank is calling from Hamilton, New Jersey. Hi, Taco Frank. Yo, what's up, brother? It's Taco Frank in Atlanta at the moment. Ah, you're still <laughs> driving up here, huh? Yeah, we're getting on the way back, man. And uh, like, like you expected, you're not well liked down there. I was in the uh, memorabilia shop inside the stadium. 
and the guy picked up on some of the Yankee stuff I had on. I, you know, asked me if I'm from New York, so I'm talking to him for a few minutes. And I can tell he, you know, he knows his his stuff. And I asked him about their their afternoon guys, and I so I just dropped the line. I said, "You ever hear of Sal Licata? And he said, "You mean the idiot that predicted the NL East is over?" <laughs> yeah, they know me down there. I may be an idiot, all right, but they know me. <laughs> they definitely do, bro. I'm not attending the Salicata viewing tonight, man, because this is a celebration. I told you from day one, you know, you're meant for prime time. You know, you, you went from fetching Mike's Diet Pepsi's or Diet Cokes to hosting middays now, man. And uh, Hard to believe, I isn't be it? Happier and, you, you know, you and Tierney are going to be awesome together. Uh, I appreciate that. It is hard to believe when you say that, going from an intern, you know, working the way up and then working with Mike and all that. It just, man, it, it is a time for me to reflect, and I've done a lot of that, just trying to think about the journey. It is unbelievable. 20 years, 20 years, and now this opportunity, it is hard for me to actually believe that it's happening. Even now, as I say this, it's hard to believe it's it's real. Yeah, those old stories of you grading the, uh, grading the NCAA brackets for dog and <laughs> You know, uh, there's not many people left that, uh, babysitting, that all I babysat dogs, kids once. He paid me to go babysit his kids. I had to drive up to New Canaan, go to his house. We went to an amusement park, me, dog, and I think it was his three kids at the time, and they were very young. And I babysat. We, we, we went around. I went on the rides with some of them. Uh, little, me and little yeah, Timmy going on some roller coaster ride or whatever it is. Hey, I, I can't believe that. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I got a couple of quick things for you. I don't, I don't know if you saw that picture, man. That was pretty neat today. Frankie uh, played against Alfonso Soriano's son. And uh, we were talking to him for a while and stuff, man. What, what a great guy. And uh, he went, you know, Frankie got him out three times, so I was happy with that. Ah, but he, this nice. Kid, yeah. This kid is huge, man. He's a big kid. And uh, he, he had a bomb off Frankie, but my boy Whalen went up. And I tell you, it might have went out. And uh, it probably would have hit about three three quarters off the fence, but the kid made a great catch. And, uh, but Soriano couldn't be better, man. Took pictures with the kids. That's signed pretty a few cool. Autographs. And, you know, uh, it was great seeing him out there, but, um, Hey, it's years like this, man. That just, that's why you have to love sports, man. This has been one of the most enjoyable Mets seasons. Oh, and there's lost. been a lot of them. Oh, this has lost. been so enjoy. And there, I just want to like, make sure you know, buddy, there's no run coming. It's over guys like you and Hector got to realize, there's no run cover. I just and, said, and I said they're see, dead. I said they're dead a hundred times. What, do you, what more do you want to tell you? How great is how great? I loved your open last night, man. I'm listening to it this morning. How great, you know? Is it another perfect game? And you guys don't even have a no hitter. You, you, know, you want to count the one hitter? If Adrian Johnson calls that ball fair, which it was by three inches. If there's replay, if anything. You don't even have a no-hitter, buddy. You oh, have a but one, the, a yeah. Well, if, you if, have a, and you made a bobble. If Richie out. Garcia, I mean, if Richie Garcia can make a call in right field, Mr. October and Derek Jeter, Mr. November and Derek Jeter, maybe it not be born. Maybe that Yankee dynasty is not born because yeah, Jeffrey Mayer steals the ball away from Tony Tarasco. You want to go over all the bad calls that happen uh, in favor of the Yankees during their dynasty if run? Count, if you're going to count that no-hitter, I want Messina to count as the perfect game. Then. I don't look. I don't care about the no hitter. I I admitted that. <laughs> I, it's I said it the I said it last night. You heard me say it. And thank you for the call, Taco Frank. We appreciate you checking in. You heard me say it. I mean, I love the no hitter at the time, sure. And it is, in my opinion, the only no hitter in Mets history. I don't get caught up in the combined no hitters. I know that that technically counts, but for me, yeah, it does nothing for me. The combined no hitters. 
a no-hitter, a perfect game that's thrown by one person, one pitcher. And the Ohan one counts. Although the problem with it is that people like Taco Frank are always going to bring up the fact that if there were a replay, it shouldn't have counted. Should have been a base hit by Beltron. And then the Yankees get per, you know perfect games. Domingo Herman throwing another perfect game. It's nauseating. And it's people like you, Taco Frank, that make me want to root against the Yankees. Here I am trying to bury the hatred that I had for them, the deep, deep, deep hatred that I had for them back in the 90s and 2000s. Here I am trying to be a nice guy and be unbiased and bury that hatred. And yet Taco Frank comes along, rips on the Mets, dismisses the Mets as the laughing stock that I know they are. Like, I get it. I've said it. There's no need for you to pile on. And now you make me want to root for pain for you. Whenever that may be. Maybe in the ALCS. Maybe in the Division Series. Maybe even in the World Series. But you better believe that if the Yankees don't win it all, Taco Frank will be getting a call from me. Talk New York sports with us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. second here. I got a protein bar. Plus, I like this song anyway. Diddy? Do you think of Diddy or do you think of um, the other dude who did it? Who's the other guy that did it? Come on, Rami. You know. Fleegs, do you know? It says here, Puff Daddy. Yeah, this is a Diddy song. Who's the one who did the original? I, don't, I do remember you once saying it. But I don't remember who it was. Oh, come on. It's some popular guy. Um, I, also, I remember the days of early on in the overnight, you know, great memories as we say goodbye to you when you had like 60 second to 90 second breaks and you were trying to like shove down food or have a drink or just do everything when I was telling you, hey, you only have 90 seconds, yeah. so don't go anywhere. And I'm like, get the hell out of here. 90 seconds. I didn't even go to the bathroom yet. I got to eat a protein bar. I got to go to the bathroom. Um, David Bowie, I think it was. And I know there are a lot of people out there going, what are you, an idiot? You should know by now I'm an idiot. But I think it was David Bowie had the regular. But come on, that was a, that Puff Daddy song right there, that year, that album, I love that album. I think it was graduate, I think it was 97, I graduated high school there. At this point, I think we we know your backstory with all of the, uh, you know, how many songs are in rotation here. Yeah, well, that was a good one. I haven't heard that one in a while. My cousin just texted me, David Bowie, I know he's probably like, you idiot. How do you not? That's not Puff Daddy. It's David Bowie. Okay, and I remember, I think we found out last time. Now I remember realizing it was Bowie because I remember telling you, you know, who's a huge David Bowie fan? Who? Steve Summers. Mm-hmm. Is he? I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, Sal, how can you not know David Bowie? By the way, we should tell the overnight audience, Steve, Saturday night, yeah, 10 to 2. He's coming back. Now, it's just a one-off for Steve. He'll be back on the anniversary of the station, of course, July 1st, 1987. So Steve will be hosting a show. 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. I tried to get him in here when I was doing the evenings. Uh, by the way, I haven't heard from Steve. I mean, is he uh, what, reading the news? Come on. Where's the congratulations? I'll talk because I'm on after him Sunday, uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning. So 
I'll get a message from him, and I'm sure he'll tell me to pass along to you. No, I Sal, love him. you're ahead of the yeah. curve. <laughs> That's exactly right. He said to me all the time. Oh, and, and every intern who walked in the building, oh, you're a hand on the curve. No, I love Steve, and I genuinely do miss him. Him and Bob, we got to get together. I say it all the time. Bob, I talked to two days ago, so I, I know what's going on with him. He texted me as well. But I'm just saying, like, I, with those guys, they were the part of the newsroom that I grew up in in Astoria. We were watching the Mets and Yankees every night together. It was great when I was producing for Steve. Bob was doing the updates. It was just us hanging out, you know, a few others in the newsroom, watching these games every night and then getting to talk about it on the fan. And I was producing for summers. It was great. Those are some of my favorite memories, working behind the scenes, working my way up, but being a part of the newsroom where we're just hanging out, you know, going, if you're me, going from Home Depot to going to the fan newsroom, I don't care what the hours were, what the pay it was, I'm hanging out with Steve Summers, Bob Husler, and others watching baseball. Also, think about how much easier it was because it was therapy every night. You had your support group if you were a Mets fan here at the fan because Steve Summers was there, Bob Huesler was there. If it was a road game at the time, John Schweibacher was there most nights. And at some point in the night, Harris Allen would be here too. Oh, yeah, so you had all these, fans. all these Mets fans that would be here. Just Yeah, it helped everybody get through the garbage the team puts us through together. They would hit a home run and Summers would run laps around, it's hard to explain the layout, but there was kind of a square where there was a square hallway around the studios, and Summers would do a full lap every time. And then he would do it here, because now here it's more like a rectangle, but he yeah. would do it here while taking a you know puff from a cigarette between each lap. And the, other, the best part was where he'd look up and see a replay of a home run and I start taking it, it off. Yeah. Oh, he was so great. Oh, man, I miss those days. I love Steve. Anyway, and then the the volume. I mean, people know Bob, just the way he you know composed himself on air. The volume he could get to while he was out there screaming in the newsroom, either something positive or negative, would shock a lot of people. Oh man, it was great. I would not trade those days for anything. You go. That's a long time ago now. You know, fifteen, sixteen years ago, whatever it was, maybe even more. But yeah, it's uh, I love it, and I love Steve, and he's gonna. I can't wait to listen to him Saturday night, ten to two. He'll be back. We haven't heard from him in a while, right? So Summers has done a show and when? He has not done a show. He's done guest appearances. But not a show. He has not done a show since he retired. Right, which is two years ago. Over two years ago because I was one of the people who took you know a full-time spot when he left. You're talking about November of 2021, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's done a like, He goes... He's been on with Keith a bunch. He's been on with you. Like He's right. popped up. He did stuff on Rosenberg show. He's been a presence on the station but if this is the first Steve Summers four-hour show since the day he said goodbye. I love it. I'm excited to listen to it. I'm also excited to listen to this. Tony is calling from Ridgewood. What do you got for me, Tony? How are you, Sal? Listen, I, nothing against McMonagle, but I thought Fleegs had more range. And uh, with that in mind, I composed this uh, little song for him. And then don't cut me off because I have one for you. Bum, 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 bum. Fleegleman, Fleegleman. Does whatever a fan, host, or producer can. Google's Alliance gets the facts. Always provides accurate financial stats. Here, here comes the Flegel man. All right, now. Does he have range? Listen, bud. Comes to, covers the four major sports and even women wrestling in mud. His audience under the covers in their beds. Give him his props and his creds. Here, here, here comes the Flegel man. And that's not in bad. The studio overnight. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, we can't let you go on forever because I want to hear the one about me. So that's not bad. 
I'm going to give you a, a second chance, though. For You have one about me, you said? Wow, you cut me off on that. That was a great song. I mean, all right, it, was going go. on, it was going on too long. I don't even know. I want to hear you. Talk, but it's, a, it's fine. It was all right. I couldn't let it go on a little bit longer. I want to hear the second one that you have. Okay, but Mickey and the other guy, Antonio, went on for like five minutes. No, but they were all talking. Right. All right, that, here we go. They were talking, and you're singing a song. You do realize the difference, right, Tony? Mm, okay, you do. All right, here we go. Not, nothing you can say can tear me away from myself. Myself. Yeah, now we're talking. Oh, coast to coast, George Nori voice could ever make me change my choice from myself. Myself. I'm sticking to myself like Spider Tech to Garrett Cole. Caught her on the fan. That's how I roll. You must be believing. I won't be a leaving myself. No, no, no. With Tierney and Lakata forming the new midday <laughs> team. Right. How are we overnight? Regulars going to let off any steam. Dr. Lakata will provide them with the tools. Describing weekly doses of and the pump rules. Yeah! Nothing you can say can tear us away from ourselves. Uh, no, no, the, the end. All right, that's not bad, Tony. Thank you for the call. Fleegs, what'd you think of that? I, I didn't want to. I, I, I almost hung up on it before we finished the end of mine. I'm glad I didn't because it got the Vanderpump Rules line in there. What'd you think of the one for you? Well, I love it just because of the tune of the song he was using. See, is, I didn't get I know that. Eric will feel the same way. Uh, wh- what is it? Spider Man. Oh, okay. I didn't get it. So, Flegel, man. Oh, okay. Right now, I get it. Yeah, I'm having a rough night with songs. David Bowie, Spider Man. But I knew the My Guy thing. Well, my I girl. feel like did, my somebody. Girl? It, my, my guy. It was My, my guy, guy first. Yeah, my guy. This happened at some point in the last two years when you've been doing overnights. Somebody called and sang a song to the tune of My Guy, and we looked it up because we couldn't remember who the original artist was. And then we were trying to figure it out because we found different Google results. So now I'm wondering if that was also Tony. Might have been. But then I, I don't like that he takes offense. To, like, I'm like, come on, move it on here. You're singing a song. and you know. <laughs> You're singing, they're talking. Do you know the, you understand the difference? Uh, no, no, he didn't. And he's going on for 30 seconds. Like, how, I don't know how many verses there are here. I tried to stop him. He kept going on. No, I don't need more. I, we appreciate it, though, Tony. Good job. Creativity. A-plus for creativity. Chris is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Chris? Hey, so I wasn't going to miss the opportunity to talk to you tonight. This show is awesome. I love the memory lane stuff. And um, listen, before I talk about the Mets, I was thinking about uh, a shout-out to Fleegs because she's awesome. But I was thinking about Fleegs' worst nightmare would have been if um, if uh, Cohen said, Epler is going to, you know, be removed, relieved of his duties, and we're going to bring in Sandy Alderson temporarily. <laughs> <laughs> Fleegs, no, I know he can't stand Sandy Alderson. Him and I, him and I have gone back uh, and forth on that one over the last couple of years. And, I know, I know. You know Alderson but, really did not do, look, you think about it, as much as I love Sandy, and he did some good things, and obviously, you know, being the architect of helping that team get to the World Series in 2015, it, he did some bad things as well that uh, put the franchise in a bad spot. Absolutely. So, Sal, before I get to the Mets thing, just did you happen to see the Marcus Stroman tweet about the uh, number seventeen? I did. It was on my list. Why do you uh, you want to tell the audience about it? You want me to? Well, yeah, you tell. I guess. I mean, this guy just continues. He he continues to just. There's no end to what Marcus Stroman is. He's lost. Okay, first of all, I kissed his ass for two years, maybe a year and a half. (laughs) Be, you know why? Because he was good. He was a good pitcher. Yeah. So I didn't care about any of the nonsense. And by the way, then I started to follow him on social media, and I liked 
His messaging, matter of fact, I'm wearing one of the bracelets that his company makes. Height doesn't measure heart. Now, that's not necessarily my thing, but it says believe in yourself. So I wear that bracelet, and I like it. I liked some of the messaging on his clothing and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, after kissing his rear end on TV, saying he's good, saying I like the messaging, he blocked me on Twitter because I was critical of the Mets. Like, give me a break, dude. Anyway, that was my experience with him. You know how sensitive he can be over the years. I've heard horrible things about him as far as his impact on that clubhouse, which adds up because he was a good pitcher. So why would you let a good pitcher go for nothing? Well, because he's not good in the clubhouse. And then yesterday he tweets in regards to Keith Hernandez' comment, which I thought was hilarious. Keith on the game game broadcast yesterday was asked by Gary Cohen if Shohei Otani asked to wear the number 17, you know, in free agency, that maybe the Mets go get Otani. What if you wanted to wear the number 17, which is now retired because of Keith? If he asked you, what would you do? And Keith was basically, well, he can't. He can't, you know, he can't wear it. It's retired. And Gary's like, no, but what if he asked? Keith says, don't ask, which I thought was great. That's what he should say. It's retired for a yeah, reason. He, he, he said, don't make me answer. Right, right. Right. And then Strowman tweets out that something about um, Otani. He's a should, dinosaur. Right. Don't, don't let an old dinosaur. Yeah, what a jerk. Right. Otani should be able to wear whatever he wants. Don't, don't yeah. listen to some dinosaur. How about that? Marcus Strowman calling Keith Hernandez, one of the all-time greats, a dinosaur. Like, dude, get a clue, you disrespectful jerk. Yeah, he is. And why he has to infuse himself into that. I mean, anyway, I just saw that. I'm like, wow, this guy's just clueless. So, Sal, on the Mets, man, it is just mentally and emotionally exhausting. And, you know, it's the last couple days have been tough because the realization – but, you know, I do have to say, like, if they do, if they do some selling, which they should, I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a year, years of rebuild. I mean, if they make a couple shrewd moves, they could be competitive next year. It doesn't mean that we're getting guys that are, like, in, you know, high school. So they have to, you know, we have to see what they're going to do. But there are ways to get younger and get some younger talent and still maintain some level of competitive for next They They next should year. be better... Look, I mean, it's going to be hard to be worse next year, but it's not like this team all of a sudden should be uh, a, a bad team the next several years. If Cohen's got to fix it, they got to figure a way out of this. And whether that's the development or further development of some of the young players, Beatty and Alvarez or Ronnie Mauricio, you know, those guys are going to be big keys moving forward. Obviously, Lindor and Alonzo and Brandon Nimmo. Pitching is their biggest issue. How are they going right, to fix? Yeah. And look, maybe they get Shohei Otani. Uh, and that would be, I, I, I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen, but that would be a huge move for them in many different ways. But probably the primary reason is because you can pitch. They need pitchers. End of story. Right. right. Last thing, Sal. And, you know, you say this soft, you're 100% right. Another way they showed it was two nights ago, Alonzo got hit on the top of the neck. Oh, did you see that? The top of the back? Yeah. And he got, I mean, how many times does this team not do anything, and, and you know, slugger is getting hit. And it's amazing. I guess, how can they watch that and not retaliate? You know why they don't retaliate? They don't have anyone in the bullpen that can throw over 50 miles an hour. That's probably why. Yeah, right. They, but, don't, have, they don't have guys that could get. The Mets aren't in a position, Chris, and thank you for the call. As always, we appreciate listening and calling. The Mets aren't in a position where they can give away, you know, putting a guy on base. You You can't. You have to go get every out you possibly can. You can't be messing around trying to retaliate hitting guys, although now it doesn't really matter because their season's over anyway. I'd just be drawing everybody. But they're soft. 
And I'm not talking about in the way that they don't go out there and fight. That's a different kind of solve. I'm not going to say that. I think that they've been smart on that and been disciplined on that. They're soft in that they had a a false confidence a year ago. To have real confidence, you have to have some success. And unfortunately for this Mets group, they didn't really have the success. Now, you can say, well, Sal, winning 101 games is successful. Yes, you're right. But the way that the season played out last year, it wasn't, it it didn't feel successful because the Mets are the only team that didn't have one champagne celebration. They won 101 games. They made the postseason. They never once had the champagne celebration because they were waiting to clinch the division that was theirs. And they had it stolen from them because the Braves went head to head with them and wiped them out. And they never recovered. That's what I mean by being soft. Not being able to take a punch. Whether it's losing on that Friday night and responding on the Saturday. Whether it's losing the first two and responding on the Sunday night. Whether it's bouncing back in the postseason against the Padres. They never responded. They got punched and never bounced back. That is why I think that they're soft. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We know what we think. What do you think? Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. on the fan going on 5 a.m. We got three hours left. That's it. Let's hear from you. 877-337-6666. Andre's calling from the Bronx. What's up, Andre? Hey, Sam. How you doing? Good, Andre. How are you? Listen to me. I have the perfect song for you, right? Because I heard the different songs. It's a Stevie Wonder and it's signed, sealed, deliver. I'm yours. <laughs> I love that song. Congratulations to you and your family. You know, you stayed around so long. In, in the summer. Yeah, thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in. I, I wanted to hear more of that, Trey, but you can't curse. I'm sorry. What, are you trying to get me in trouble on my last overnight here? I love how we just casually dropped it would it be in fitting there. for your last overnight without somebody dropping that in? Again, once again, unintentionally. Right. Right. We've had calls that either want to get it out or, you know, have a, a fault that they want to curse or whatever. But most of the callers that we've had have just nonchalantly in conversation dropped the curse. I find it funny, but we can't uh, air that, unfortunately. 
So I apologize, Dre. Uh, but I do appreciate the kind words. I appreciate the kind words, not the dirty words. Man, it's not my doing. I mean, if you want to use those language, those words, I'm fine with it. You just can't do it on the radio. I and mean, you get yourself in a little bit of trouble. DJ is calling from Eatontown, New Jersey. What's up, DJ? First Cartons, uh, seven words. Say it again. Uh, uh, DJ, say that I again. I won't use any of the seven forbidden words. Ah, I there you go. I yeah, right. Uh, first things first, man. I always just want to say congrats, man. I know everyone's calling up talking about music now. I remember me and you uh, during the lockout singing Bismarck to each other, saying that we're getting teased by the MLB and the player players. And, like, man, I'm going to miss hearing on the overnight. I work nights. I love driving home and listening to you, especially, uh, I'm not going to lie, I take a little um, – I take a little happiness in hearing your angst as a Mets fan sometimes. <laughs> but um, That's not and, nice, and, DJ. Nah, I know, but hey, um, I remember one time I said to you, hey, you got a glamorous job. You said, I'm not glamorous. I'm working in New York. And, man, you, you do have a glamorous job, and congratulations to everything, man. You work hard. You're great. Those bozos in Atlanta, they're too afraid to put their, their mouth where their money is, you know, even though they got a great team. That's why you went out there and you stood up for your team because you're a real fan, man. Well, and that's why I, I that's why I like listening to you. And the fact that you're going to be teaming up with BT, I, I called into BT. That was the first first time I called into a radio station when we worked at the other radio station. I was either a high school senior or a college freshman. I was nervous. I think I was talking about the Jabba rules. And the fact that you guys are teaming up, like – I probably I'm not going to lie to you. I work nights, so I won't hear a whole lot. But when I can, I'll I'll, uh, I'll try to. Well, check in. it out on the free Odyssey app whenever you can, just to give it a listen. But we we appreciate that very much. I, I know uh, you know BT and I have talked a lot over the last couple of weeks, so I, I get the feeling that we're both excited to get going on this, and you know, just gonna have some fun talking sports. That's it. And you're going to need a Yankee fan to push back with you, man. I got two questions for you. One's like a legit question. The other one, I, I know the answer. Um, uh, the Mets, if they start selling, is there anything that they can do? Like when they're not, obviously, like they're going to go out of their way to help the Yankees. But is there any pieces you see on the Mets that could help the Yankees if they make a cross-town trade? And second, now with your new primetime spot, can you help my boy Fleas, uh get better time slots because, you know, I'm going to Nashville this weekend, so I'm not going to be able to listen to Steve Somers or him after because, you know, it's a bachelor party, and I, I shouldn't be listening to a radio show when I'm in Nashville for a bachelor party. Love you, man. Best of luck with the new gig. My hang up and listen. Thank you, DJ. You enjoy, enjoy your trip. I appreciate checking in. First, um, is there anybody on the Mets that the Yankees could use? Um, what do you think, Marco? Anybody right now that comes to mind? I mean, do they want Tommy Pham? I don't see it. Yeah, I'm, um, trying I don't to think. see it. I, look, there's a couple of things that the Yankees could use that the Mets have, but the Mets wouldn't be looking to get rid of it. Like a Brandon Nimmo. Uh, I, I, I don't see it. I, I don't see the fit for anything that the Mets are going to be getting rid of. The Cannas of the world, the Fams. Yeah, would they take a chance on Marte? Uh, Just take over his contract. Personally, I would not. Right. No, I mean, I'm be better think, off with them at that point. Yeah, yeah I, I, I guess. I, better I player going to be a free agent. I, look, Marte, if he was hitting and the Mets were losing, sure. Yeah, all right, take on the contract and, you know, you finally find an outfielder that you need or at least he's going to play every day. No, I mean, he, he's done nothing and he looks lost. 
Do the Yankees need another guy that's not hitting, that looks lost at the plate, well, and Yankees, another contract? Yankees need another outfielder. Mets don't really have a good one. Right. Change of scenery swap, Jeff McNeil for DJ LeMahieu. I wouldn't do it if I'm the Mets. I'm joking. I, I, I don't gonna think say, I wouldn't do it if I'm I, I would do that if I was the Yankees, sure. Absolutely. You want to take that contract? You can go right ahead. I think DJ LeMahieu's done. Yeah. Well, I think McNeil is not what Agreed. we thought he could be. Uh, I, again, but I may be able to unlock that. I don't think there's anything left to the player yeah, that LeMahieu DJ LeMahieu was. He looks washed up. He looks like an old, old man. slow and big. I, and, and I don't know if it's straight the foot injury. But he's got no pop left, and you're right now. If you unlock it, maybe you get a 260, 270 hitter. They're, he's not the guy he was. They're a bad match because the Mets' strength from trading, believe it or not, is the bullpen. Right? You would have a guy like Robertson who would be valuable, potentially Rayleigh. I mean, maybe somebody thinks Ottavino could be good. The Yankees don't need no, any of those guys. No. So that's why maybe that's not a match. Now, the other part of his thing, he was saying, Marco, that he wants to get Fleegs. Better opportunity. Fleegs, when are you on this? Are you on this weekend? What's I'm your... on after Steve, 2-6. to six. Oh, you, that's a great spot. Following well, yeah, no, Steve. Well, DJ was saying just because he's not going to be around. Because oh. he's at a bachelor party in Nashville. That was the problem for him. That's a great... And I agree. If I were at a bachelor party in Nashville, I also would not be listening to the <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, you know, it's, I know it's the overnight, and it's obviously not easy, as we've been discussing basically all night, all week, as a matter of fact. Uh, well, why not two and a half years? We've been well, discussing. I was going to say more yeah, than right. a week. Let's, right. let's be fair. What are we talking about? On the air or off the air? Uh, both. Uh, but both. F- that's a great spot. It would have better. Come on, Fleas, you can't come up with a better lead in than no, Steve. Listen, I'm th- I'm thrilled about. It. I just hope that there are still people who can call because everybody's going to be on yeah. for those four hours. Then they're not allowed on during my show. That is true. Everybody's going to be trying to get through to Steve because they haven't talked to him in so long. I got to say, I'm I'm jealous of the fact that even that you're going to be able to see Steve and, and be able to hang out. I'm with I'm very him a excited. Bit. Well, I've seen Steve more mm-hmm. recently than most other people, <laughs> but it's still been since opening day of last baseball season when we were together for the Seaver ceremony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really I wish I could have. Uh, had him on. I, I miss him. I, want I haven't to. seen Steve. I've talked to him. I haven't seen him since everything happened with, with COVID when we all got sent home. And I remember the last thing he said to me as we was walking away, maybe this will be the last time I ever see him. Yeah. I was like, Steve, I'll be back in like two weeks. How long did this possibly last? It was crazy. Well, so you should have had the conversation with Bob Husler that night that Sal had. Yeah. I remember sitting right here. Bob gets up from the update chair and I'm like, man, this is bad. Like, what is this? And, and he's like, oh, uh, like, you know, I'm thinking, what are we going to be, two weeks or something like that? He's like, oh, no. You know Bob when he gets real serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had that serious face. No, no, this is, this is a pandemic. This is bad. And I was like, what the hell's a pandemic? <laughs> he'll, he'll also, he always used your name there, too. So he probably went, oh, Sal. Sal. Yeah. This is a pandemic. I was doing a 10 to 2 show, I'm pretty sure. You know what? Leave it to Bob were, to be able to I, foresee this. I was there this. that night. We were all, I mean, in, I was in total denial. I thought maybe a week at two at tops. Because they were never going to send us home to begin Dude, with. The best, Leave it to Bob knowing everything before it happened. The best was Moose at the SNY newsroom. I'll never forget this because we were talking about, I'm like, you know, they had just canceled, I think, the Adam Sandler concert that I was supposed to go to. I'm like, what are they doing oh, here? I remember that. I'm yeah. like, this is really bad. Like, and Moose like, what do you think, dude? They're going to shut everything down? And he starts laughing. Like, the next day, <laughs> everything is shut down. Or the next week. <laughs> what, are they going to shut the world down? And yes, they are. <laughs> What are they going to do, Lakata? I swear to you, that was a conversation. We're joking around about You do an underrated moose. I mean, I've I've known him for a long time, but I don't even try to do the impression anymore, and then I think about it, it doesn't work. But he, I swear to you, that was the look he gave me because I started to get freaked out about it. Like, I'm telling him, moose, this could be bad. Like, work may be, we lose work. They start cutting shows. You don't know if you're getting those back. And that's exactly what happened. 
What are they going to shut? You know, Moose. Who's going to shut supermarkets and everything now? Yeah, they did. Everything was shut down. Yeah, and that's what I went to go do. Basically, when everything got shut down here, the first thing I did was get a job at a supermarket working overnights. Did you? Oh, yeah. I worked there for two and a half years. What? I worked at a shop right three to three to four nights a week on the overnight when COVID hit, when all the shifts here got dry, were dried up. It was over. Everybody got basically sent home. I started working overnights. I had a couple of radio jobs, but everything got dried up. And it was only two to three days a week. I can't survive on that. What a weird... I thought so I started working. It was the only thing I, I told you last night. I didn't night. get the it. The only thing else I knew how to do, because I had done it for a decade, was work in a supermarket. Yeah. Went to a, the supermarket that was the closest to my house, started working in a shop right for three years, I, doing the overnight. I think I did apply, or at least I went into it, and then I was like, oh, I'm not working these hours for this money. No way. I'm not yeah, doing it. Line, man. Now, I was lucky where I didn't have to do it, but I did lose a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, we all did. Obviously, yeah. everybody got affected. It's not like we were the only two or the right. only no, four. No, I know, but... We all did, but yeah, I started... I went, and surprisingly enough, they put me in produce, which is where my expertise lied. Mm. Doing the overnights, which was schlepping the load. Anybody's ever had to work in, an, uh, in a supermarket, you got to put the, you know, got to put everything away. Everything comes in the middle of the yeah, night. The truck, gotta, yeah, truck drops gotta, off all the. Yeah, you got to put, you got to take yeah. everything off the the, the pallets. Yeah, you got to put though. everything away. Oh yeah, it's great. I like that. Um, and because I had done ten years prior in a different supermarket, I got an extra fifty cents an hour. Well, nice. What supermarket you work at? Uh, the first one that I did for 10 years was at King's. Okay. And the second one was ShopRite. So I have worked at King Colin. Are you familiar with that one? Uh, I've heard the name. I've never okay. been to one. Any of you guys familiar with King Colin? It was a Long, is it just a Long Island thing? Maybe it is. I, I loved it. I mean, I just I told you I love supermarkets. Again, love is strong. I didn't. It's not a bad job. Parts of it I actually enjoyed. Love is strong. Three o'clock in the morning. Oh come on! You're by yourself. You're packing out the boat. You get the you know the U boat. Oh well, I mean, I felt like I was by myself. If I was in the by out. myself with the twenty-seven pallets that we had, every, you know, at night. I would have never been able to finish. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Packing out the U-boat and and all that stuff. I, don't know. I love the supermarket. Uh, look, that's my. Were you doing grocery, non-foods, haba? What were you doing? What do you mean? There's a lot. There's different sections. Depends on. What no, no, doing. I know, but what I mean, I was. I think I was doing. I did dairy for a little bit, but I wasn't. Yeah, a what regular were you putting dairy. on the shelf? You know, what type like, of product? Whatever, like paper towels, things like that. Okay, so you were probably more of a non-foods. Um. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. I was all over the place. Like I did a lot, uh, a little bit of everything, but mainly I was a cashier. You're a cashier. Yes, that's, I was a cashier. Uh, can't be cashier. I know. I know. Come on, man. I, come on. What do you mean? Should be up there in a cashier. I, when I worked at Target, that was by far the worst part because I worked on the sales floor. But every now and then, when it got busy, everybody would get called up to the front. That was by far the worst part. Do you know how many girls I met being a cashier? Like, the the real men, they worked in the aisles, like you said. I was going to say. I was up front hanging out with the cashiers. No, no, no. They didn't respect you. They talked to you because you were closer in proximity. Yeah, but but the girls that were in the front and, yeah. would hang out with us that were working in the back. We would see them later, off Some hours. Some of them. Off hours. I remember once I dated a girl who worked in the bakery department. That was fun. I met my wife working at King's. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> What was she? What department was she at? Cashier. She was cashier to there start. You go, look at and that. then she uh, graduated to. She was like part of the. I forget what it was called exactly. She was the money. Like she was the one counting up everything oh, yeah, before yeah, you yeah. closed. The bookkeeper. Yeah, I did that too. Yeah, you were the bookkeeper too. Yeah, I was a bookkeeper. I went from. Uh, I gotta tell you, Sal, I'm not putting you in charge of the money. Yeah, oh, I'm not I letting mean, you count the money. I was pretty good at it. I think. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't was. there a story you almost got fired one day? I did. Did I ever tell this story? Uh, yeah, because I just. I told it. the whole thing on the air. 
I'll, I'll tell told again. a good part of it on the air. I don't yeah, know if you wait, said it. I, I haven't heard it. Can I just say that this story will be brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by PoliceOfficersRightToSue.com. Yeah. Right. Uh, update. So, Mets lost. They stink. Yeah, right. Exactly. We don't need to update you on that. Yeah, well, you I want to hear the story. Story. I yeah. hear the story. That's so, more important. All right. I'll, I'll tell this the best way that I can, then we'll get back to the callers here. So working in the, uh, the bookkeeping office, mm-hmm. there was a bottle room. To the right of us. So, like, at the end of the night, you know, it's nobody's there. All the managers are home. It's me and my and my coworkers, but my friends. You know, we're closing down the store. Stores close, right? They, they got to put everything in order on the floor. I'm doing everything, counting the final bookkeeping, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The restroom was legit all the way in the back, all the way on the other side of the store. And I was a young, dumb, idiot kid. There was a bottle room... To the right. Wait, before yeah. you go further, I'm sorry. I do have to need clarification because I don't... What is a bottle room? Like, you know, the the bottles, the empty bottles, plastic, the... Um, like recycling? Glass bottles. Yeah, 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 exactly. There's you know, a room the just bottle? for recycling? Yeah, there was. Okay. They didn't put the recycles okay. in it. So, if please, this is what I was telling, right? This story, I told this story on the air before? Yes. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it was on the air. Right. I've definitely heard it, but I think it was on the air. So... You know, instead of going all the way back at this particular hour, we're trying to get out of there. I used one of the bottles, which happened to be a Corona bottle. Okay. (laughs) I forgot. I forgot to put the bottle away, like throw it out. Somebody left the produce door open or one of the freezer doors open throughout the middle of the night. Managers got called back because the alarm goes off. Right. They come back. They see a Corona bottle. They thought we were drinking on the job. Just tell them to have a sip. <laughs> they thought we were drinking on the job. And one of the my friends, the another manager, but like a, a lesser manager, was like, that, that was not alcohol. <laughs> I think he said it a little differently, but he said that was not alcohol. And they didn't believe it. And we got in a little trouble for that, which was, is understandable. It was still there? That's what I'm saying. I forgot. No, I, no, no. No, no, no. I understand that. But if they didn't believe you, no, I think did they, they probably, pour it out? Like, I mean, I don't know how they found out. Like, uh, Dumb and Dumber, like, <laughs> you guys drinking it. You can strongly hint. It's it's not Corona. It's the kind of beer you drink when you're in college. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what happened exactly. All I know is that, oh, no, here's what happened. And now I do remember what happened. We got the – I think I remember that I forgot it there. But because they had already come back, they left it there as, like, proof. And then my man, my buddy went back, and, and we ended up getting rid of it. So then when the manager came back the next day, they said, where is that? You know, where is the bottle or whatever? So they were going to leave it there as evidence and, and all that stuff. But convoluted mess of a story. But, yeah, that's <laughs> – I still got the letter of suspension. Suspension you couldn't have for, just picked a bottle of, like, I don't know, Pepsi, Coke. That's what I mean. Like, like by accident. By accident. Any, any other, other bottle. Any other bottle would have been better. Corona. <laughs> it's not alcohol. That was, yeah. Anyway, 870. <laughs> what a, what a life. I mean, what a life I've lived here. When's the book coming out? You believe this stuff? The person who picked it up and drank it is a sports god, and now everything <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.